It is more of the best of the Cooking in the Dark show. Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can't do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is Cooking in the Dark. It is live. Well, not kind of live. It's (laughs) recording in front of a live, facsimilated, independently owned studio audience. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what y'all are. Y'all are crazy. I know that. We're out there roaming around before the show. Pretty much nuts. So we didn't, um, we we ran a rerun last week and we did this because, well, let me tell you what happened. I had a hard drive crash, lost every daggum recipe we had in Cooking in the Dark. But thanks to the list and the great people on the Cooking in the Dark list, I was able to recover probably about 60% of my recipes. Wow. So there's quite a Yay few that list. I Woo, Yeah, man. Cooking in the dark. The list. That was awesome. But um, it is what it is. But in, in doing so, in requesting you know, to the list for any recipes and stuff, I was looking for some of Henry Casson's recipes. You know, Henry's a friend of ours. He passed away, gosh, we were just talking about that five, six years ago. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's funny how the gears just whew, roll on, you know? Right. I mean, football season's already starting. Yay. <laughs> but, but and uh, so we thought, you know what? People were talking about Henry and all the crazy stuff he used to do. And one thing he would do, he would take a chicken recipe and change the word chicken to cat and then post it to the list. And oh my gosh, it got everybody all, got everybody's fur ruffled. <laughs> oh, but he used to do it and just chuckle and laugh, you know, at all the responses and all the emails he'd get and stuff. He just thought that was great fun. But we use a lot of his ideas and a lot of his stuff. But um, So that's what we're, next couple shows, we're going to do a couple of his recipes along with our regular show stuff. Just some quickies that he taught me over the, that, gosh, these are ones I still use all the time, all the time. So um, y'all will enjoy those. But other than that, man, Cheryl, it's summertime. Oh, it's almost time for school. I know. I've been here. Labor Day, past. summer's over. Gosh. It's almost close. Yeah, yeah. I've got to start, like, for my after-school program planning again. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be after school pretty soon. Going to be after school pretty soon. Yeah. And hey, y'all, Cheryl did a uh, great pesto, I heard, the other day. I did. I did. So and basically all it was, you just diced up a tomato, right? Tomato. Uh, okay. Everything from a tomato. Uh, basil. A little bit of garlic, uh, olive oil, cheese. I didn't have Parmesan cheese, so I just used some uh, cheddar cheese that I had. Um, And salt, a little bit of pepper, 
fantastic. How much basil? Like a whole leaf of basil? Do you know, I, I, I had a container and it must have been like three to four ounces. Does that sound right? Okay. That you'd buy at the grocery store. Right. So I just put it all in. I mean, okay. I pick, pick the leaves off. Right, you know, right. You don't put the stems in. You just want the <clears throat> leaves. Right. Like you'd be doing if you use fresh parsley or, right. or cilantro or anything like that. Right. I put it in our food processor. And then th this is where you can decide, like, how coarse you want it or, you know, how sort of, like, juicy or Yeah, coarse. well, if you want it like a, like a total sauce. I mean, because you, yeah. can, you can sauce it all the way down to where exactly. it's just... It's a sauce. Yeah. But if you just if you like it chunky, just pop it up a little bit. Right. Now garlic. Did you use fresh garlic? I used garlic? fresh garlic, oh. but I okay. not 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 garlic powder. You would need to okay. use fresh garlic. How many? Just them. one or two cloves. Uh, I like garlic, so I might have put in a few cloves. Okay. No vampires hanging at your house. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 for the last few days no <laughs> sorry tim no good night kiss for you yeah. brother we're having pesto tonight <laughs> this is the good thing about being married who cares <laughs> <laughs> all right send your letters to cheryl cummings at <laughs> but yeah but and the pesto so i mean it's so great too because you don't only have to use it for for pasta like you did but you can just make it and then you know serve it with some bread Oh my gosh, it's so delicious. Like if you have um, bread that you've heated up and mm -hmm. you can then use it as a dip, yes. you know, you could take like um, lightly, toasted. lightly mm. toasted like French bread or Italian yes. bread and you just you just put dab a little bit of olive oil on that and then you put it out to, oh my gosh, that's so good. So, yeah. but yeah, but we mixed, we sort of ma made it into like a, a pasta meal because we had uh, some shrimp. And we tossed the shrimp in. Shrimp was already cooked. And we had the pasta. So we just combined everything. The pasta, the, the shrimp, and the pesto. Lovely. Voila, y'all. A very quick, easy, simple dish. The only heat in the kitchen from that was boiling the pasta. Yeah, basically. Nice, nice, basically, nice. Basically. Nice, 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 man. So, so Cheryl, there was this um, <laughs> this elderly lady. And, and um, her, her priest was kind of worried about her. You know, she was like 83. So we finally... Couldn't, you know, he had to call her in. You know, he got her after services and asked her, you know, for a meeting and yada, yada. And they went and he goes, he tells her, the reason that I wanted to meet with you is, I mean, you're 83 and, you know, I just, you're getting close to, you know, you're, you're getting older. Mm -hmm. He was trying to be delicate, you know, but to say, like, you're fixing to die. <laughs> but she goes, he goes, have you started preparing for the hereafter? She goes, oh, you know, it's so funny you say that. Because I've been thinking about the hereafter practically two or three times a day now for the last couple months. And he goes, oh, really? And she goes, yeah. Every time I open a drawer or walk into a room, I'm thinking, what am I hereafter? That's <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. We're going to start off with one of Henry's little refreshment recipes. And then we're going to do some biscuits and gravy and some hash browns. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Cooking in the dark. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We are back. We're going to be doing, um, well, biscuits and gravy and hash browns, some breakfast stuff. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Man, I love hash browns. Super easy to make. So are biscuits and gravy. Mm -hmm. 
Especially when you get your biscuits out of a can. <laughs> but but uh, right now we're gonna we're gonna talk about Henry Casson for a second. We're gonna do one of his great recipes. What this recipe is for is for lemonade. I love what lemonade. you're gonna need. Let me tell you where we're at right now. I've got one cup of water boiling on the stove, and I'm adding to that one cup of sugar. That's gonna be in essence our simple syrup. Now I've got a little wooden spoon here. Let me stir this up. Okay, just kind of let it dissolve in to the water. This recipe requires sugar, water, and lemon juice. How can you go wrong, huh? I know, I know. Simple, quick, and easy. Now, I've made this in a pinch when we've had people over because uh, we needed something to put our <clears throat> sweet tea vodka in. <laughs> Mixes up pretty nicely. It does, it does. So here's what we're going to need, y'all. We're going to need two cups of lemon juice. And if you look like on the juice aisle or sometimes in the cooking area, mm -hmm. they have bottles of lemon juice, lime juice, all of that that are, you know, 32 ounces. Right. There's one cup. And what I'm doing, I'm just holding my measuring cup over my pitcher, and I've kind of got my thumb held right off the edge to where I can feel when the uh, lemon juice fills up the measuring cup. Another thing you can kind of listen for is the sound of it overflowing into your pitcher. Okay? Mm -hmm. So two cups of lemon juice, two cups, two cups, 16 ounces, two cups. And we're going to need five cups of water. One. Now this I do hold under the faucet. Just let it fill up until I hear it running over. And then I know it's full. There's three. Here's five. Okay, five cups of that. Mm -hmm. And then we add in our cup of water and sugar that have been mixed together. Okay, now just stir this up. Get yourself a nice glass with ice cubes in it. Oh, 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 oh. That's it, man. How That's the whole thing? That? That's it. Wow. Could you repeat that? Tell us again. I mean, <laughs> it's so simple. It went by quickly. <laughs> well, seeing how my hard drive crashed, i got to buy a new hard drive. I'll tell you all for a hard drive. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. You need um, two cups of lemon juice, five cups of water. One cup of water combined with one cup of sugar. So what you want to do is heat up. I just put the uh, one cup of water in a saucepan, brought it to a boil. Once it got to boiling, I turned the heat off, add the cup of sugar. Let that stir it. You know, you can stir it up. It will, it'll dissolve pretty quickly. Then put your lemon juice, again, two cups of lemon juice and five cups of water into a pitcher. Add the water and sugar mixture, stir it up, and here's what you've got, a great glass of lemonade. Man, that's good. Yum. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Put a little shot of rum in there. <laughs> or you could just drink it straight. It works. You can drink it straight. No that's alcohol. We'll do today. No alcohol. No booze. No booze. No booze. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's take a quick break break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll get started with some uh, hash browns. 
right here on Cooking in the Dark. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. Welcome back to more Cooking in the Dark. Dan. Oh, yes. I was being, I was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hard to believe, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> here I am, not. <laughs> Let's see here. Pull me a potato out of the bag. We're just going to be using a regular, just a regular old Idaho russet. I guess it's from Idaho. That's what was on its passport. So, Dale, I was just listening to an article, reading an article talking about dust storms in the plains in Texas. Have you heard about this? Huh. That it's affecting, like, the crops and... Well, I wouldn't doubt it. Really? It's been so dry for so long out in West Texas. Mm-hmm. And out in that area that, I mean, in fact, there was a huge dust storm coming off the Sahara, the Sahara Desert, um, you know, off of Africa, blowing across the ocean through the Caribbean. And it's supposed to be hitting here sometime later in the week, I guess. Oh, my But it's goodness. like real fine dust. It's upper atmosphere. So it's not like you walk out into, you know, dust. Yeah. It just, it just makes, the, makes the sky, the atmosphere look real hazy. You know, it's right. all microscopic stuff. but. Right. It's just, yeah, that wind, man, can pick that dust up. And and out there, I'm sure, if it's coating everything, and part of it, too, it's so dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need some rain bad. We're we're still under, you know. Oh, but, like um, not enough rainfall to, for so yeah, far this year? Yeah, not enough what we're supposed to have. Right. Um, you know, we had that terrible drought back in 11. That was horrible. But... Uh, Man, everybody's got their burdens, you know. Yeah, no, it's just. But I just did, y'all. I just, um, sorry, I just peeled uh, the russet. I used my Y-style peeler, which works out so well because you can just simply. I like it because I pull it straight back to me, and with the Y-style, it peels perpendicular to the handle, so you're not having to hold your hand kind of at a weird angle. Right. You know, um, I've got our cast iron skillet. It's a 10-inch skillet, 9-inch skillet, sorry, 9-inch. I'm going to put a round of olive oil in it. I've got it on high heat on the burner, just warming up. Put a little olive oil in there. Let that get warm. Not a whole lot. A, a round is maybe going to be a tablespoon, y'all. You want a little bit of oil in there, but you don't need um, a whole lot. Does it matter what type of oil you're using? No, you can use vegetable oil, canola oil. Um, peanut oil, bacon grease, butter. No, I don't use butter. One is to help kind of get it a little bit hot. What I'm doing is just kind of moving the olive oil around the pan. So we'll kind of get it sizzling a little bit. Now I'm going to take my tower grater, three-sided tower grater. I love this thing. I'm going to use the coarsest grate. And just grate this potato right down 
you can go pretty quickly at first, but as you get closer to the grater, your potato gets smaller. Careful. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, watch those <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> Wow. So how does this, what, what does it look like once you're through grading? Is it strings or? Yeah, they're just little um, strips mm -hmm. of potato, probably, oh, maybe three-eighths of an inch wide and maybe a couple inches long. Okay. Yeah, just little shreds. It's kind of like similar to what you would, um, you know, see if you, um, you had grated cheese. Ah, okay. But it, just with the potato, mm -hmm. just a little bigger hunks. Now, I graded this on our flexible chopping mats. So here's the great thing with oh. those. Fold up the two sides. Yeah, yeah. Create a little hammock trough thing. Go right to our skillet and dump our taters in just like that. Once you get them in, go ahead and use your wooden spoon or a spatula to kind of move them around. Mm -hmm. Get them so they're not one big pile in the middle. Do not cover these, y'all. Do not cover. <clears throat> if you cover them, they're going to end up getting a little bit soft. Uh, now, if you like soft hash browns that aren't browned, <laughs> what I call hash, <laughs> <laughs> cover it. But you don't have to. Okay. In fact, you really shouldn't. Are you putting yeah, anything nice else? Spatula. Not right now. Just yet. Just okay. yet. Yeah, I'm just kind of flipping them. I'm running my spatula under the hash browns and just kind of flipping them over. I want to make sure that we don't have any of them sticking to the bottom. And then we're going to leave these be just for a little bit. Okay. While they're going, I've got an onion here that I'm going to use the uh, Just a Slice Mandolin on. Another great tool for slicing. But yeah, we're going to salt and pepper those pretty soon, Cheryl. The taters. And did I say you? Did I hear you say you've got an onion? Yes. Uh huh. So that's good. I mean, not a whole onion. It's about a uh, about a quarter. Okay. Of an onion here. I'm gonna whip off a few slices of it. I'm gonna put it on the medium thickness, mm -hmm. to where these won't be real thick, but they won't be real thin either. The oh. thinnest setting on this mandolin, y'all, will slice down to where you can make potato chips. Wow. Nice and thin. Okay. I just made four passes. So I've got like four nicely sliced little onion ringlets. And I'm just going to take these over here to the, to the potatoes. Just kind of break them up kind of just tearing the rings into smaller pieces so they're not a whole bunch of rings, you know? Mm-hmm. No, really any, just kind of random sizes. Okay, now we're going to turn our heat down to medium-high. And just kind of work our potatoes some more. Again, they're already starting to kind of get crispy. Some of them are. Now, here's where I know people will put, you know, some fresh tomato that they've diced up. Toss that in with these if you want. 
I kind of like mine scattered, smothered, and covered. And at three in the morning, it's so good, y'all. <laughs> Have you had it any other times other than three in the morning? Like Not usually. <laughs> nine o'clock. No. You know, Twelve. No, what they do is, that just means they put they add onions to them, and uh, then they put cheese on them before they serve them. Oh, nice. Okay, just kind of let those fry up. That's all there is to those. Let's start. While those are cooking up, I'm going to go ahead and thaw out our um, sausage. All right. Is Almost. this, is this like the sausage, the sausage loaf or... Yeah, this is the, the one that comes in. Uh, this is a ground breakfast sausage. Okay. It's sold in a tube. It's pretty well thawed. It's still a little bit frozen in the middle. So let's put it in this guy here. Shoot, I didn't want minutes. Let's clear that. Let's start over. Set, cook, time, second. I want 30 seconds. <laughs> I've had this experience. <laughs> okay. There we go. Whew. Goodness gracious, 30 minutes. That would have been done and then some. Absolutely. Would have had the firemen out too. <laughs> okay, I'm back over to the skillet, y'all. Just flipping our hash browns again. And these, there's not really a set time. It just kind of get depends on your level of crunchiness. Okay, the bell says the microwave is done. I hear you. Mm, those are getting real close, Cheryl. Nice, nice, nice. So you just you just tasted? Yeah, I just I just grabbed a little bit on a spoon just to taste the texture. Mm-hmm. To um, oh yeah, perfect. To um, just I just wanted to see the consistency of them. See how crunchy they were getting. Let me get a little fire started in another pan here. For our sausage. We'll get some sausage cooked up. We'll get our biscuits going. Yum. So are we make are you making biscuits or no, we're, we're starting using... from That's it. <laughs> Well, this is good. Sometimes, you know, you just got to go with the shortcut. Well, I mean, for, man. And these are delicious. For what's involved in, in making biscuits. 
You yeah. know, taking a shortcut is not sometimes not that big of a deal anymore because they are getting a little bit better than the old biscuits. I agree. Okay. Start letting that skillet get warm. What we're going to do is just go ahead and cut our sausage patties down. This is a great exercise, y'all, if you, um, you know, you, you need some help, you know, some practice slicing. Mm-hmm. You know, slice some sausage slices. Uh-huh. By Susie at the seashore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, um. I'm just holding the, the the plastic tube of sausage, and I'm mm -hmm. just making a, a slice down through it. Now, this is where you're going to find out how sharp your knife is. Ah, this is true. Because your knife should be able to sharp, just split right through that plastic outer wrapping with no problem. All I'm doing is trying to make these about, oh, about three-eighths of an inch thick or so. I'm just kind of moving the knife down keeping it as perpendicular and straight as I can. And then with a little sawing action, <laughs> cut through these, through the plastic. So what I've done, I've sliced these all off. Now the plastic is still connected at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is, just, as I pull off the sausage slices, I just kind of pop them out of their, their plastic rings, so to speak. Right since they're still connected at the bottom. And the nice thing, if you try to get, if you try to get them all about the same thickness, they're all going to cook at the same rate. What is the rate of doneness? 12 minutes. So I'm just over here getting a few more pat, getting a few more of these sausage patties out. Put those in the pan. Man. And we want to put the lid on these. Now, here I cook these for about seven minutes okay. on medium-high heat, mm -hmm. and then I'll flip the sausage. Okay. And then let it cook about another um, four to five minutes. Okay. And the lid I... on, it's going to help cook faster. And you said you're cooking it on like medium-high heat, right? Right, medium-high yeah. heat. Yeah. Medium, closer to medium than high, but if, I mean, we're using a gas stove, right. gas cooktop. So if you're at home, if you've got medium-high or medium, go to medium. It's better to cook them a little bit lower than to cook them a little bit higher and burn them. Okay. Let's check out our potatoes here. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to call our potatoes done, girl. Beautiful. Let's get a paper plate here, y'all. And I'm going to put a paper towel on it. Put this. And we'll uh, scoop out our potatoes. put them right here on the paper plate. So they'll kind of suck up some of that 
grease there mm -hmm. with the paper towel. A little bit of the olive oil that might still be in there. Turn the heat off there. All right. Cool. Well, listen, our sausage is cooking. Yeah. I'm going to preheat the oven to 425. And when we come back, we'll get our biscuits ready. We should be about ready to flip the sausage. And... We're that much closer to biscuits and gravy. Let's yeah. get this up, set up. What'd I say? Four and a quarter. All right, we're set. We're good. With more right after this short break. This is Cooking in the Dark. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all, we're back. Mm, hash browns are good. Now, when I season them, y'all, the hash browns, yes, I don't season them too heavily. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. I mean, I leave it more to, I'll put a little salt and pepper on them, but I'd rather have the person eating them, you know, if they want a salt, pepper, a lot, a little, you know, I don't want to blow their taste buds out by putting too much salt. That seems to be the subjective thing, you know. Are, is it salty? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we were coming back from St. Croix. This guy, uh, this lady goes, well, I think I can walk. You know, it was at the airport. It was a bigger lady, and this wheelchair attendant was there. Mm -hmm. And she goes, is it very far? And he kind of shrugs his shoulders and looks both ways and says, I don't know what far is to you, ma'am. Kind of subjective, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you may not think it's a long way, but I do. <laughs> uh. Pop. All right. We just popped open our biscuits. I've got just a, a 9 by 13 cake pan here hmm. that I'll be putting these in. Three rows of three, and then a row of two. And can I just say, if you don't want to pop the can, you can actually just use a can opener and um, take off the tops. It works just as well. Yeah, but it's not as much fun. I know, I know, but just in case. I like, I like it in the can go pop. <laughs> Plus, it's kind of fun beating it against the counter a few times. Hey, open, yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> open up, open up. But yeah, I hit it with a little vegetable spray, the pan mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. And we're going to slide our biscuits right on in there. Okay, let's uh, take this lid off here. I've got pieces of sausage here, y'all, in the skillet, all the way around the outside, and a couple in the middle. So let me show you my system. I work in a circle. I'm sorry, I work a lot. <laughs> Uh-oh. So I take a fork, I start at the handle, and I take the first piece to the 7 o'clock side of the handle, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I just flip it. The way I'm finding these is with my fingers and my fork. So I know the next piece, I just flipped the second piece, I know this piece is right here, just to the left of the piece I just flipped. Now the tops are still, they're going to be a little warm, but they're not going to be as hot as the bottoms, because they're not in contact with the skillet. 
So what I'm able to do is kind of use the fork and my finger to kind of just flip it over. Okay? I lift with on one side. With me, I'm left-handed, so I'm lifting on the left side of the piece of sausage. And as I lift it up, I'm also putting pushing or putting pressure on the right side, the right side of the opposite the side that the fork is under, to kind of help it raise. And after it, whoop, it'll raise, and as it starts to flip, I just keep pressure with the fork until it flips over in the pan. Okay. So we're going to do this one here, lifting, pressing with the right, and it just flips right over. The, the piece of sausage will actually kind of stand up lengthwise against your finger that you're using to press. Like, that one didn't want to flip. Doesn't have a choice. Okay, and I just keep working my way around the pan. There's the last piece. Find the one that's in the middle. Okay. Looking good, Mom. So we're going to put the lid on them just for a few more minutes. What that will allow us to do is by putting the lid on, it allows that heat to stay in the pan. Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps to cook and steam, if you will, all at the same time. Ooh, I love hash browns. Then I've got egg, potato, sausage, and biscuit. <laughs> All together. All together. Yeah. Let's see here. I need to... forgot to set the timer for the biscuits. We'll go about... I needed about 14 or 15 minutes. So we'll go about 10 minutes there. We should be good. Let me get another paper plate here ready for uh, sausage. Okie dokie. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn the heat down to low. I'm going to kind of crack the lid here just for a second. Moving the cast iron skillet out of the way. Okay. Now we're just going to go in and get us some sausage. All right. The same way. What I'm going to do is let these cool. And then we're going to crumble them up once we get our gravy made and put them back in the gravy. So you're going to take them out of the pan they're in right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I won't crumble them all up because that would be a whole pound. Mm-hmm. 
some you got to have to serve just on the side. Somebody might like to take one of these and put it in a biscuit. Oh, almost forgot that one. Okay. Set our sausage here by the potatoes to cool. Y'all stay away from this. I see you over there. <laughs> Front row scooting up again, Cheryl. Uh-oh. Well, you know. They 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 can smell, they can see it, they know right. it's almost ready, and they know about the band, so they want to get there before anybody else does. I know, the band's terrible. Band, band, <laughs> All right. I'm going to make this a little bit of gravy. That's what I was looking for. One measuring cup. <laughs> One gallon of milk. So I'm going to add three cups of milk. All right. Again, I was using the same technique as earlier making the lemonade, y'all. I just poured until I felt it. I kind of hold my thumb right off the back handle of the measuring cup mm -hmm. at, at about the top, you know, about the same level as the, for the, for the, the top of it. And as I fill that milk, filling up the measuring cup, you know, once it touches the bottom of my thumb, I know it's almost full. So I'll just wait, pour a little bit more and wait for to hear it kind of trickle over the, the edge and then dump it in and fill up some more. So we're going to bring our heat up here a little bit from low to about medium high, uh, closer to medium. Okay. Leave our lid off to the side there. Now let's put in a little bit of pepper. Using black pepper. You want to use white pepper to turn it up a little bit? Mm. Go ahead. Won't be hurting my feelings any. <laughs> We're just a little, just going to put a shake of adobo seasoning in there. Reason why I like adobo. If you don't have adobo, don't worry about it. Now we're going to put a little kosher salt. Probably about a oh, half a teaspoon, teaspoon of salt. Again, this is something that you can put a little in for, mm. for, your, for seasoning. Right. And then just simply allow, you know, whomever, to if they want to add a little salt or a little pepper to it as they're eating it, be our guest. Right. Won't hurt my feelings. Just eat it, man. <laughs> now, I'm going to end up adding about two tablespoons of, of flour. What I'm going to do is add just a little bit at first. And you want to shake it in. You don't want to add a lot. You want to shake it in all over your pan. So what does, what does that mean, Dale? Like... As, uh, as I was... Instead of just taking it and dumping the tablespoon of it, uh -huh. 
right in the middle of the pan. Mm -hmm. I just kind of shook the tablespoon back and forth as I moved my hand around the skillet. Okay. You know, over the skillet. Right. And allowed the flour just to filter in, you know, in, in small amounts all over the, the milk instead of in one clump. Okay. Because that one clump, that makes it hard sometimes to get out. Yeah. We don't want lumpy gravy. Yeah. Now I'm just stirring, stirring, stirring. We're going to turn our heat up to about medium high. So we can bring this up. And even after I've added just that little bit of flour, you can feel the thickness of the milk change, the consistency change. It is getting a little heavier. So basically you actually add flour until you get the, the gravy to your thickness, to your consistency. I'm going to tear up some of these pieces of sausage here. Probably about five or six of the pieces. I think we had about nine or ten all together. Mm -hmm. So about half of the sausage. And again, if you don't want to do this, don't. I like my sausage with some gravy in it. Or my gravy with some sausage in it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Sausage that when you bite into it, it's got gravy in the middle. Mm. Oh, yeah. Tell you what. Look for it on the shelves next week. <laughs> Coming to a grocery store near you. Okay. I'm going to add another tablespoon of flour. And again, using the same technique, just kind of lightly shaking it in, you know, over the skillet in different parts so it's not all dumped in one area. And then we'll go back to stirring here. The flour is what makes it thick. Now, I've heard of some people that will use a little flour, and then they'll also use cornstarch. Oh, uh, okay. Of course, cornstarch you don't need near as much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes flour, people don't like the, that taste of flour. Sometimes there's too much flour. Right. So it gets a real, you know, flour. Yeah. If you've ever like just tasted dry food. flour, got yeah. some of that on your tongue, you know what it tastes like. Yeah. And and you can, I mean, you know, just experiment. You can you can do that. You could take your flour and sort of test it out, see what it, you know. Nah. Yeah. So I think it's like a grainy, powdery thing that's... Not always too appealing, but to each his own. <laughs> Tell you what's not appealing when you bite down cook and get a mess of baking soda. Hey! Or baking powder. That's Dang. true. But cornstarch, yeah. That's not, I made, a, a long time ago, I made a, um, yeah, I made a turkey, roasted turkey that had, um, a sun-dried tomato and cornstarch sort of base. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cornstarch is good for yeah. thickening stuff up. Yeah. This is about feeling this. Yeah, that's the consistency I want. We are here. Our biscuits just went off. We're going to take a short, short. And tasting this, it needs a little more salt. So I'm going to add just a little salt to it. I'm going to turn the heat down and uh, put a little more salt in it. We're going to get the biscuits out. 
and we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. Welcome back to even more of Cooking in the Dark. More work's not going away. <laughs> we're still back. I just put my grips on. Pull the reach in the oven here. Oh, yeah. Biscuits are nice. What I was doing to check the doneness of the biscuits, y'all, was just tapping them on their tops. All right. Turn the oven off. Put these here biscuits down. Let them cool for a minute. Now, the biscuits, y'all, I know some of y'all are going to be disappointed, but no, I didn't make them from scratch this day. We just went ahead and used them out of the can. Oh, we didn't have enough time in the show. That's it. Yeah, time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> Not to no. say that these are these are just delicious biscuits. Yeah, and we're just going to smother them with gravy anyway. Yeah. But today's show, we made a Henry's Lemonade. That required a whole bunch of stuff. Two cups of lemon juice, five cups of water, one cup of boiling water that you add one cup of sugar to. Then you combine all of that into one pitcher, add some ice to a glass. Well, stir it first and then pour out for some delicious homemade lemonade. Um, if it's a little tart, add a little more water to it, and that'll help you out maybe a half a cup at a time. You don't want it too watery, but I think you will love it. Then we also did some uh, hash browns. Mmm, good, good, good. And we did biscuits and gravy, sausage biscuits and gravy. Pretty quick, pretty simple. Not much I can tell you about that, except go back and listen to the show if you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm ready. I've got my plate. I know, I know. I got, got your fork. I got, got my your napkin fork. On. I'm quite I like ready. That. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> I guess you want some sausage in your gravy, huh? I would. Okay, I'll hook you up. All right, y'all. She's Cheryl Cummings. I'm Dale Campbell. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week. AMF. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Again.